Okay, yeah, so we know it's been a little while. Just a couple few. Just a couple few months. It's, it's okay. It <laughs> no. hasn't been a couple no, it's few been a, months. No, it's been a couple weeks, I think. Um, I don't remember when the last show was. Uh, but, yeah. But them's the new rules. Them's the new rules. We can't say that enough. Them's the new rules. That's actually how we have it written down in the official Ghostly Talk mandate of 2017. We even framed it. We even framed it. Um, them's the new rules. <laughs> I like it. Hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> Those people love Ghostly Talk. What the hell? I, I, Scott must wear a crown while Dear Lord. This. Dear Lord. Scott is not allowed to do accents. Be kind to us. <laughs> As we go on this journey. Oh, my. What the hell? This is taking a turn. I, I, it hasn't taken a fucking turn because we've only... Okay, one minute. It took, we've it, been doing this show for one genuinely, minute. genuinely, in one minute, took a fucking turn because yeah, yeah. you... I, I started said, doing my really crappy English I said them's the new rules, and it just took us into a <laughs> weird place. But so, yeah, the last show we did, we had Mr. Troy Taylor on, yes. um, which was really great. Um, and that was kind of a warm-up gig for um, what would be the 21st annual? Yes. Haunted America Conference that we came, we're still smoking off of, literally. Um, what a fun time that was. Um, anybody who's listens to the show, or whether it's in its old form or new form now, knows that Troy Taylor and his notorious haunted america conference um is kind of responsible for the show you're hearing now yep. we can't stress it's all that Troy's enough. Fault. it really is um he and he owns it too he he really does own it i think it. he kind of likes it he kind of he does like it uh it was last year where, where this kind of got the flame going again us being down there hanging out with people it was fun um so we were more than happy and ecstatic to come down there again this year uh because not only were the ghostly talk contingent uh, there? Our, our very own uh, Amber Rose uh, was speaking there, and she killed it. Yeah, um, we were there in full, you know, in attendance with everybody else. And Amber, we were like proud parents. I, I, we really were. <laughs> Bonnie, Bonnie, Bonnie was sitting there knitting, and I had my my <laughs> my tri vocals on. Stand, no, Scott you know, was recording with his high eight. I had I had a gray I had a gray streak of hair in my you know or, you know through my hair a sweater. And, yeah, I was wearing a sweater and had that a I had crocheted for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It was like six sizes too big, but he wore it anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a blanket basically, it was just a <laughs> blanket with with armholes that I I, I was a dress. You borrowed uh, one of John Zaffis's. <laughs> One of one of his dresses. No sweaters. sweaters. One of John's. <laughs> but yeah, Amber did a fantastic job, uh, and the conference. You know, all in all, anybody who listens to the show who was there, uh, it was a it was a lot of fun. I mean, Troy's events are always yeah, well, top notch. So yeah, you know, it's it's hard to really go like you know. The whole weekend was just great. There was no, like, real fireworks. <laughs> and I know that's what people look for with this kind of stuff. But we just had a great time, I But think. there never really have been fireworks at Troy's events. It's... No. Um, I, I, you know, of all the ones we've been to, you know, over the years, um, I, you know, it, it, I think, well, Troy has been doing this longer than anybody has when it comes to these these events. And he's the first one to say, like, and he, I think he said it on the show for when we were talking with him before, that uh, you know, I don't want this thing to grow into some massive, gigantic, 
huge thing. I kind of like it the way it is. Um, and it seems to grow grow every year. Yeah. But it isn't like this thing where, you know, you have this exponential explosion of attendance for something. Um, I think he just likes to kind of keep it hometown like that. And it is a very... I mean, there's there's people from all over the country there, of course, but I, there is a very local flavor to it too, right? Uh, with with Alton and things and like that. And it does also feel more like a family reunion because we got to see a lot of people we haven't seen in a while. Yeah, yeah. Like Kathy Santini Richards. Holy Love shit, you. that was crazy, man. Um, she cried when she saw as Bonnie. Soon, as soon as I saw her, like I heard her voice. And I was like, I know that voice. And I turned and looked, and I'm like, oh, my God, Amber, it's Kathy. I don't know where you were, Scott, at the time. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, oh, my God, it's Kathy. And she goes, Kathy who? And I went, Kathy Santini Richardson. And she turned and looked. Yeah. And I said, I have to go say hi. And I <laughs> went over, and I tapped her on the shoulder, and she looked at me and threw me in, like, this big, giant, two-minute bear hug. And when we parted, she was crying, and I felt horrible. <laughs> and she was like, no, it's good. It's so good to see you guys. Yeah, it's been a long... I mean, yeah, it's probably been almost it's, a decade. Yeah, since we've uh, seen since her. Since we've seen her. And, uh, you know... It, it, those are good reasons for going to those things, like you said, Bonnie. Um, you know, there is that family reunion aspect of it, uh, and yeah, it was fantastic to see her along with a host of other people. Uh, Becky Ray, yeah, Becky Ray. You know, Becky Ray is always that's one of the coolest chicks I know, man. I swear to God, she's so she's so fun to talk to, and we don't get to see her enough. We and we've had all these, you know, her and I have talked several times about you know her coming up here and just hanging out for a weekend. Dude, but that's a kind oh, of a hike. That would be so cool. But that's a hike from where that's a long hike. Oh yeah, you know, she's from Oklahoma, so that's a you know where we were at. That's not that far. It'd be <laughs> but, about. Mm, she'd have to fly nineteen hours. Yeah, that's a that's a major. I've major, made that drive. But yeah, uh, very cool seeing Becky Ray. Um, some interesting things of note, actually, that did happen. Um, we drove down, what was it, Thursday night? Or Thursday, not Thursday night. We drove down Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. And that was a tough drive. That's the hardest drive I remember doing in a long time. I think it's because I know myself, I was only on about four hours of sleep. I All had a, of us were. Yeah, I had a bunch of stuff to do the night before, and it required me staying up late. And... We, you know, even even after the Cracker Barrel breakfast, which you'd think would, would be a power-up and win the game, yeah, bullshit, it's Cracker Barrel. Uh, you're, you want to nap after you eat that shit. Uh, so it didn't help our case, I don't think, but we were all kind of dragging hard, which, thank goodness, we had a whole entire bag of junk food to just... <laughs> To just shove down our gullets the entire way there to try to keep us awake. And literally it turned into that where I was like, Bonnie, I'm starting to grog. You yes, throw me I some chunky monkeys. Master. Or, you were. Yeah, you were the snack master. Yeah. So we were just throwing all this garbage down our gullets. And um which, you know, the guilt for me on that nowadays, how my brain's wired, it's just it's it's the worst thing in the world it for me. It wasn't genuinely junk food though. It was all from Trader Joe's. So that means it's good for you. Yeah. No, but I mean you that's had like that's like the organic brand cigarettes. In there. You had it wasn't all junk. No, nah, but it still was just and lots was... of sugar. Lots of sugar. Yeah. Tons of sugar. Um, so I made a point every day I was there to go out and sweat myself to death in this blazing hot Alton uh, heat that, <clears throat> that happens down it there in the south. It actually wasn't that bad this year. No. The first day, no. Nice. The first day, the Friday, we got up Friday after partying Thursday night. Friday was hot. I don't know if you guys were out or not that day, but it was 
it was just steaming hot that we morning. We went out, but it was nowhere near as hot Not as, as it was no. last year. No, no, we. It was, last year, I agree. It was take your breath away, hot. Yeah, the year before it was bad, but this this year, yeah, it wasn't nearly as bad, but still pretty warm. So I was out walking every day. Uh, in the morning, I'd wake up and just go out and just get a good sweat going, and uh, just to get my day started there. Uh, the second day, I think, yeah, it was Friday night, so we were all out doing the same thing. We were partying, so I just kind of rolled out of bed Saturday morning, and. Uh, just went for my walk, kind of in the same clothes I was wearing the night before. Um, so, you know, and my hair was kind of frizzed out or whatever. So I'm walking along, and I come to a corner, and this, this car pulls up. You know, I was like, you know, I'm walking through downtown Alton, which is maybe about a mile down from the hotel we were at. And uh, this, this lady pulls up and looks at you, excuse me, sir, excuse me. And she was a nice, she was an older lady, and her, you know, well put together, car looked nice, you know, she was dressed nice. And... I, you know, I'm like, yeah, hey, what's up? And she's like, well, sir, is there anything I can help you? Are you, you, are you homeless, sir? Can I, can I help you? <laughs> this is the greatest story of yeah. all time. And I looked at her. I'm like, ma'am, bless your heart. Um, but no, I'm not homeless. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm here for a conference down the road. And uh, yeah, just kind of rolled out of bed. So yeah, I could kind of extrapolate where you're getting that idea. I do look kind of rough right now. Um, but no, I'm not homeless. I'm perfectly fine. She's like, oh, boy, are you sure? Because I'll give you a ride somewhere, sir. If you need a ride, I'll be happy to help you out. If you need help, I'm here to help you. I'm like, no, ma'am. I'm, I'm, I got a nice air-conditioned room I, I'm staying in, plenty of food. I mean, things aren't couldn't be better. You know, I have property where I come from. I mean, things are great. Right. I had to really work hard. What'd you say? Nothing. I'm like, I really had to work hard to convince her that I wasn't homeless, basically. Um, but she was a very nice lady. I actually went to the point where I come to her car and we chatted for a few minutes. And I, and I told her, I'm like, I go, I'm from, he asked me where I was from. And I'm like, well, Detroit. And she's like, oh, well, I'm like, you know, where I'm from. You don't pull up to a complete stranger and say, yeah, this do you is, need a ride? Yeah, you're blowing my mind right now with just a simple That's act like a recipe kindness. for murder right Yeah, there. like you're asking for it where I'm from. That's like the, that's like the last thing you do. Um, I go, so I find it kind of fascinating that you would just feel so comfortable just coming and doing something like that. And uh, she was like, well, that's what we do around here. And she was very cool. And I said, well, you have a nice day, ma'am. Thank you. And she's like, okay, well, if you, you know, are you sure you're not homeless? I'm not fucking homeless, lady. Leave me alone. I'm <laughs> I thought cool. you said she had recognized you or was at the conference. She, I think, you know what, that was the other part. Yeah, I think she said she was she was there like the night before or something like that. I don't know. Something like that. I don't remember what the hell Well, happened. I told my grandma that story that yeah. you, got a, you got a confused as a, for a homeless person. Yeah. And my grandma's theory was that that woman was trying to pick you up. Uh, yeah, right. She really no. Said that's that. that was the part of it because it's so it's foggy now. <laughs> Look at that hot piece of ass after, walking. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm going to ask her if he needs a home and a hot meal. <laughs> after we talked, no. After I talked to her for a few minutes and she like talked to me, she recognized me, and she's like, "Oh yeah, you were at that conference last night." Yeah, I'm like, "Yeah," because I mentioned the conference. So she she was there the first night. So yeah, it was something like that, but. Yeah, I don't think I I don't want to even think that she was trying to pick me up. Well, that's that's, that's what we're going with. That's now. what my grandma thinks. No, she thought and my grandma's always right. She thought you were a hot hunk of man. Yep. This lady was about five minutes younger than your grandmother, Amber. Doesn't hey, matter. Older women can still want to get it on. No, I'm just saying that's fucking gross. <laughs> Haven't you ever heard of a cougar? That's not a cougar. She, she, that's a dinosaur. That's a dinosaur. It's <laughs> a very old T Rex attack. That's, that, that's not a cougar. Cougars are like in their 40s, hey, aren't they? When cougars shit? get older, 
and they have to go for younger men. They go for men in their 40s when they're 80. I'm just saying. It's math. And and there's no motivation for a man. I'm sorry. Look, I know how guys' brains work. There's no other. It's the same thing for girls too. When they, when they date a man, it's that old, right? Usually, um, a lot of money is involved. It's it's money. Yeah. There's I mean, because really, I mean, and it's not saying that you know a person of that age is gross or anything like that. But when I, you have forty, I believe you did say well, that a minute ago. I think ago. that's where it's going. Okay. Yeah. It's fucking gross. But anyways, like. 40 years in between the two of you, I mean, that's just, it don't work. Now I know how he'll feel about me when I'm 80. Oh, whatever. I'll be 90. He'll be dead, I'll be, I'll be dead, you'll yeah. Be, you're gross, woman. When you're 80, he'll be dead. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you guys will still be engaged. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, you're never getting married. <laughs> we should talk about that. Maybe we should get married pretty soon, Amber. What do you think? Actually, oh I think I should get ordained and marry you two on air. Oh, my God, no. Yes. No. I don't think we can, I can think of anything more white trash than uh, being married on a podcast. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yes, you can. Can we just slap the wheels on my house right now and fucking be done there with it? There are many, many more white trash ways you could get married. Like what? Your daddy uncle could marry you in the backyard while he's roasting a pig over a hole in the ground. Isn't this a For future your society and you're going to? <laughs> I'm going to say, is this your family, Bonnie? Hey! This is the fucking Spittlers. No, for real, she's going to a really jacked up wedding Oh, we up. talked about that on the way down, Alton, like, didn't really we? really jacked. First of all, you just insulted my entire family. I didn't insult your family. Uh, you kind of did. No one in my family has gotten married in a backyard By while their a daddy pig uncle. was... Yeah, I was, no, because they're all too busy fucking all the time. Oh, my God. Inappropriate. And making babies. That, I've never seen a freaking family that makes more babies in my life. There hasn't been a baby born in our family in like 15 in minutes. In like 15 minutes. years. Shush before you jinx it. Because we no don't kidding. need any more babies in the family. Like, I've already told all of my nieces and my nephew, if you need condoms, call me. I will buy them. Condom delivery service. They're, like, right right about to do it. It's hard, though. If you desperately need to get laid and you can't afford a condom, call me and I'll bring you one. I don't even think they need Aunt Bonster to help them with that shit. I mean, really, I mean, this is, like, kind of ingrained in us. I mean, children don't understand what contraception is. Still? Oh, they understand, but, you know, it's the heat of the moment, and I just had to have it, and, oh, oops, now I have a kid. I mean, it's happened to my niece, like, four times, so. Four times. She has four kids. Dear God in heaven. She has four. My nephew has one. My Uh. other niece has one. And every time her boyfriend talks about having another, I punch him. I, I I wouldn't I'd castrate his ass on the spot. I'd because get, don't get me wrong, I love kids. I adore kids. Kids are great. If but, anyone has ever seen me with kids, yeah, I adore kids. But I have six great nieces and nephews, and that's yeah. that's a good number to stop at. <laughs> well, yeah, that's just that's a lot of kids to take care of. That's a lot of kids to buy gifts for. Yeah. And just in general, it's I just mean, a lot of it's a lot it's of responsibility. Like every other month in our family, we're having a huge birthday party. It's just it's too much. It's so my friend Jeff. He he's he's got like ten brothers and sisters, and literally every weekend, 
Like we'll be like, "Hey, dude, are you around?" And he's like, "No, nope, got a you know, got a birthday party, yeah. or got a you know, got a graduation." Have this because there's always something going on because of the sheer volume of siblings that he has. Right, and right? I only have two brothers and one sister. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. The Spitler family. But my family's family been procreates fucking. like. Yeah. Nobody's business. Apparently, I'm the only person in my family that knows what a condom is. I, yeah, what the hell? You're like the only one that doesn't have kids in that family, right? My brother, uh, my oldest brother doesn't have any kids either. Okay. So, either he's too ugly to fuck or oh. he knows what condoms are. This too. is Bonnie's Corner, right? <laughs> is this Bonnie's Corner we were talking about before the show, Amber? Actually, it kind of turned into it, but that wasn't what it was meant to be. But should make some theme music for it, too. Like, I can, I can actually hear, I don't know why, I'm going to get punched in the fucking head for this, I guarantee you. But why do I hear, like, the friggin' uh, Red Fox, what is that show? Sanford and Son. Sanford and Son. Why do I hear the Sanford? This is Bonnie's Corner. Actually, you should be hearing the Beverly Hillbillies. This is it. But, yeah, man, man, man. I don't know how that shit goes. But no, Amber suggested that we have Bonnie's day and how it's going so far. I don't know or where Bonnie's week and how it's going. Well, no kids today. It's going pretty good. I don't know where she comes up with this shit. Or because Bonnie has weird crap happening to her all the time, such as. Oh, geez. go ahead. We're gonna do. We're gonna do this. Go ahead. You guys want well, to tell this? the story about the jerk <clears throat> face that I'm, I have plans for. Amber's planning murder, and yeah. it's, apparent, ah! it's apparently my fault. NSA, no, NSA. And oh now God, that we're talking about it on the show, everyone yeah. knows. So every night I go for a walk around my neighborhood. It's like two, two and a half miles, and I do it every night. It's just something to do, gets me out of the house, whatever. So last night I'm walking, <clears throat> and I'm on West Jefferson, which you two know is the main yeah. road in main front drag. of my subdivision. Yeah. That's where the general store's at. <laughs> the general store in the A&W. The stagecoach. Yeah. So. It. Yeah, they got the actual, they have like the guy who makes like the horse hoof things, like the the horseshoes there. He's in there. There are the Amish there. It's, ding, it's crazy. Ding. You, ding. You have to pull over for horse and buggy all the time. It's great. <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> I'm walking down West Jefferson, which is a main road. It's The speed limit's like 45 miles an hour. And I'm on the side of the road, walking. Yeah. And some twat waffle oh <laughs> on a Harley drives by and screams, Get off the road, hog. Which just made me laugh. And I continued walking. Yeah. But... It's a prime example of, it's kind of like people that have internet balls. Like, he had Harley balls because he was going 45 miles an hour, and I was going three. I wish you could have turned into a massive hog and just got on all fours and chased him down. So it's not like I could turn around and run after the guy and knock him off his Harley and beat the shit out of him. So I just laughed and kept walking. Well, I posted about it on Facebook last night, and apparently it infuriated Amber. And so when I got here today, Amber said, I have a plan. Amber, tell your plan. I want to kidnap this guy, put him in a room, and force feed him horrible snacks. Like those those circus peanuts, Biddo honeys, stale Twinkies, like the worst snacks available. And just like like Bonnie pointed out, like the movie Seven, like... She's That's gonna seven feed him or, or until like, he or, dies. Or, or, yeah. like, or like this. Bad Close snacks. the lips, monkey balls. He's daddy's treat. <laughs> uh, okay. We'll feed him that. Yeah. 
So that's, Any, anyways, that's my plan. It, it apparently infuriated Amber. So it, if you would like to send bad snacks to Ghostly Talk to help me fulfill my dream. First of all, we have to figure out who this old, bald biker was with no helmet. Because that's smart. Maybe he was just having a bad day. I mean, maybe. I'm guessing. This is my theory. He has a small penis. Maybe he just got done beating his old lady his or something like that. His wife left him. Yeah. After, actually, my friend Denise posted this on my post. His wife left him with his three kids after he just got her name tattooed across his chest. Because he has a small penis. And she's now fucking his best friend. So he had to take it out on someone, and my fat ass happened to be walking down the street at the time. So he took it out on me. I'm perfectly okay with it. Yeah. I am one with my fatness. So it doesn't upset me. It didn't, like, it genuinely made me laugh until I got back to my house. I I think we all know people, and I don't know what, I mean, I, I know all of us know people who who ride motorcycles, mm-hmm. right? I know a lot. Uh, of yeah, them. yeah. Um, I play in a band with a guy who rides. He's a he, you know he's an active you know cyclist, whatever you call it, right? Um, big old loud bike. Um, I know when in I Michigan you'd call him a biker, not yeah, a cyclist. Well, a cyclist. I don't know. I'm trying to be nice. Okay, he's a biker. Okay, because I mean, biker that. I know people that kind of has like a, they're it's bad. stigmatized. You know, yeah. I mean? he's a good, he's a cool guy. But you know? still, they're bikers. They're bikers. Yeah, I know. A couple years ago, when or three years ago or so, when here in Michigan they repealed the helmet laws, mm-hmm. um, and that was a big deal for a lot of bikers. I don't know oh, why, yeah. but I remember vividly. I rode my bike from here down to like Ferndale, Michigan, which is about ten miles away, one way. I went down there just to shop a little bit and walk around. Uh, and I was riding back from Ferndale that day, and this was like literally a week after the the helmet laws got repealed. And I ride my bicycle with a helmet. I'm sorry, I've taken a, I've taken falls before on a bicycle, and it messes you up. Uh, and I don't want to bang my head off the ground. It, it it really would screw me up. So I'm just a bit paranoid, and I wear a helmet still, and I still do. And I was riding down one of the roads on the way home, and this. Probably looking similar to what you saw the other night. Um, you know, no helmet on, of course. Uh, you know, beer gut spilling over the the, the, the skin tight jeans. Um, bitch on the back, all that stuff, right on the motorcycle. And I, I mean, clearly rides by me and says, you know, take your fucking helmet off, you retard, or something like that. And I'm like, first off, is it any of your business? Right. Really, I can do whatever I want. I'm not bothering you. I'm on the sidewalk. You know, I'm not even on the road. I'm on the sidewalk. I'm as far away from this guy as I can be. Um, but he had to make that point to, uh, you know, scream at me as he's going by me at 45 miles an hour. Again, course, too. it's you know? you're not going to catch me. I can say whatever I want. It's well, it's yeah. like your classic keyboard warrior. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, unless you're in Mansfield, Ohio. Right. Then Scott is going to defend my honor at all costs. If you are in Mansfield and you call me a hog or a bitch, Scott is going to glare at you until you drive away. Until you drive away in fear, in absolute fear. But yeah, that guy, yeah, that cracked me up too. I mean, I yelled, I'm like, fuck you, man. I mean, really, what what am I doing to you? And again, it was a situation where someone else was more upset than I was. Yeah, well, they, you know it is. I mean, they're taking it out, you know, and that's... You and know, I'm sure, like, in general, the guy is probably a decent guy. No, he's not. 
No. No, he's not. He's not a, he's he not a decent could person. Be, he could have just been having a bad day. Well, I'm trying to give him the benefit yeah, of the exactly. doubt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He could have been having a bad day, and he took it out on me. Because we all know we have all done that at one point in time or another. Had a shit day and taken it out on someone else. Oh, I just did that like and yesterday. And he could be a complete and total fucking douche that is a 50-year-old virgin and is upset because no one will touch his penis. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Because, right. again... Random stranger driving down the road felt compelled to yell at me. I, I think it's, you know, especially here in the city. I mean, or the suburbs, I guess. Uh, I, it's, a, it's a bit more rustic where you live, Bonnie. That's why it surprises me even more that this would happen. Not that it's a huge deal in the first place, but it's, it's disturbing because here in the city, you know, I'm, I'm used to this. Cause, and that's why I kind of just keep my bicycle riding, like, to my neighborhood now on the sidewalks where I'm safe. Yeah. Um. Every once in a while, I might ride down to a record store or something like that a few miles away. But I try to keep myself in just in the neighborhoods because, and I've accepted this, that in the suburbs or the city or whatever, when you're riding a bicycle, 90% of your job is watching everybody else around oh, yeah. you, right? Because no one pays attention. Well, it's, but also, to be fair, I think here, especially near Detroit, everybody owns a car. Oh, yeah. Everybody has a car. Oh, yeah. So I mean, for every... 10, I'd say every 10 to 15 people that own a vehicle who actively use a vehicle, there's maybe one or two that ride bicycles, like as a form of transportation. I mean, I have a car too, um, but I like to ride my bike when I can just to get out and get some exercise and just get some fresh air. So I try to like, you know, use it whenever I can, which is not really something you can, you, you know, a lot of people do. So the idea is, um, I don't think people are used to, you're right, Bonnie, they don't pay attention. They're on their fucking phones. They're they're texting. Well, I mean, it's even, ridiculous. Even motorcycles, people don't pay attention to them on the road. Well, it's not much different. It's not so, much different. I mean, it's it's to me, it wasn't a big deal. Apparently, there are several people on my Facebook friends list that were quite upset by it. Amber being one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to me, I mean, I've been fat my whole life. I'm completely okay with it. And if you want to come at me and hurt me, you're going to have to come with something harder. Because Hog just isn't going to do it. He's on a hog. I don't know why he's so upset about that for. The guy's riding. Isn't that what they call those big bikes? It's a hog. Yeah. It's a hog. I'm on a hog. Or whatever. Yeah, dumb shit. Uh, So that concludes our our segment of Bonnie's Corner. We hope you enjoy that. Again, it's it's. I, I don't know why weird shit happens to me, but it just does. So. Well, I, that again, that that whole thing kind of perplexes me. Um, that that was the point I was making. Is I think at least where we live here, people don't expect. People just don't expect to see you on a bicycle, right. on the road. They just don't expect it, and I'm and I'm fully cool with that. My rule when I'm riding my bicycle and I'm actually on the road, I have it's simple. I don't expect you to expect me coming at coming your way on a bicycle. Right. That's perfectly cool. I'm watching out. I'm doing everything I can. Even even I make mistakes too at that. I've made mistakes, but I do my best to keep an eye out. That's fine. So if you don't, if you you're not expecting to see me, I will watch out. I'll stop. I'll yield to you. You're driving two and a half tons of steel. I'm on a bicycle. The odds are in your favor one way or the other, right? Um, that's fine. I can live with that. If I see, but if I come up to you and you're on your phone. That's when I get pissed off. Right. That's when I I will give you shit, and I've given I've given plenty of shit. In the but past. I mean, out by me, even though a lot of people still a car is their main form of transportation. Yeah. It's not uncommon to see someone walking. 
No. I, I see people walking all the time yeah. on West Jefferson. All the time. Yeah. So it's it's not uncommon. Apparently that guy just at that moment had a wild hair up his ass <laughs> and yeah. felt compelled to yell at me. So suggestions. Uh, we should make another email address. Uh, <laughs> God, for what? Murder at ghostertalk.com. <laughs> Send us your ideas. Send us your murder suggestions. How would you like to kill this man? Yeah. (laughs) We want to hear all these fantasies. (laughs) Dude, that could be disturbing. It could be. We'll do actual segments of it. Also interesting. So send them in. Yeah, yeah. Send them in. Just go to the contact page. Contact at ghostly.com. Subject murder. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't wait. Can't wait to read this shit. This is going to be fun. So, yeah. So the conference was a really good time. We want to thank Troy. Yes. For uh, for letting us come and just a little insider info we'll be back there next year troy and lisa straight class act they yeah. gave us gifts wow yeah they every year they it, it blows my mind little gift bags yeah. that came in so handy for me and amber when we needed a snack it cracks me up because i'm like why why do these people so nice to us why, why? I don't know. I, they like us, and I can't figure out why. I don't know why, but but it does mean a lot in all reality. And thank you, Troy and Lisa, uh, for having us. And we're gonna be go, we'll be back there next year. Like I said, uh, we're looking forward to that. Um, so thank you, Troy. Can't thank you enough. And it was a great time. And uh, looking forward to next year. So moving on. Speaking moving of on. people who are dying. Interesting. That, that was segue. a great segue. Yeah. Thank you. Amber, I think this is this is your cue, so... Yeah, well, we were trying to think, because, you know, obviously this is a paranormally-themed somewhat radio show, so... It no, this is a fucking paranormal show, just because we talked about hogs for the last I, okay, 10 minutes. Big deal. Okay. No, we Bonnie's always, world and what's going on in it is Bonnie's not... Par- corner. It, Bonnie's, Bonnie's corner. Bonnie's corner. And what's going on in it is not paranormally related, but... Sometimes. Sometimes, yes. Yeah. Go ahead, Amber. So one of the... Cause I, Obviously, a lot of people here listen to other podcasts because there's a thousand out there now. And the big dog is Coast to Coast. So one of these guys, I can listen to Coast to Coast. I listen to almost every night. Every night. I put my sleep headphones on. I hate it. I know. Why? And, and What's wrong with Coast to Coast? I, some some interviews are g- okay. genuinely boring. The, I'm going to interrupt you. Okay. Because this is going to be very weird considering what we're doing right now. But there are very few actual talk shows that I can tolerate listening to. And Coast to Coast, I don't know what it is about it, but it just puts me to sleep. What about the one I had you listen to with George Knapp? Was, did you find him boring? Because I like George um, Knapp. I think he's a little more engaging. It was, he didn't do very much talking during okay. that. Right. So it, it wasn't, it's just, to me, like, do you remember when we were coming back from Mothman and you put in those Mothman CDs in my car and I almost crashed and killed us? Because just random talking while I'm driving or doing anything, it it just takes me out of what I'm doing and makes me want to sleep. And Coast to Coast is one of those shows that makes me want to sleep. I think depending on the state of duress my mind and body is in, because if I'm if I'm rested and I'm great, I can listen to books on tape, talk radio, podcast. I love that stuff. But yeah, if I'm beat up, I don't care what it is. It where it, it it screws me up. I I have to be rested to listen to that stuff, especially on the road, like we're talking about, Bonnie. Right. Um, I have to totally be um, 
rested for that kind of stuff. So yeah, I can get where that would, and, and you know, coast to coast AM, you know, bless it. George Norrie, I think he's still one of the best delivery men in the business. Uh, and he always will be. Uh, and there's a reason that he has been doing that show for so many years because he is very good at what he does. Um, I think some of some of what he does as a broadcaster, yeah, it it does. You know, it isn't. I think a lot of people when they think of radio, still, um, they do think of the slapstick stuff, morning radio, where it's just jokes and fart jokes and dick jokes all morning. And Coast to Coast AM's an overnight show. I'm sure all you people know this shit, right? Uh, and it is, I think, a different mood, though, Bonnie. That's what I, I it think. Is it is a completely a, different mood. You know, but. and the subject matter is dark. Even serious. Even yeah. when we used to travel and you would want to listen to comedians all the time. That just, I, I don't. Comedy puts you talking, to sleep? Just listening to endless talking. And most of the people you play are not funny. <laughs> so I'm just sitting there listening to someone babble. That is not entertaining, and I don't give two fucks about the subject matter nine times out of ten. But so. you're too polite to uh, say anything about. But you that. found the subject matter of my homework assignment too yes. interesting, yes. as I knew she would. Yes. Your homework was fascinating. So when let's I, talk about this. When I listen to Coast to Coast, like I said, I listen at night, and sometimes it puts me right to sleep. Ten minutes, I'm out. I have no idea what they were saying. Whatever. And when this guy comes on Coast to Coast, David Polites. I can't go to bed. I listen to everything, even the horrible Collins. The worst part. <laughs> Holy shit! The oh. worst part of that show is the Colin hour. Scott, did you listen to it? Which one? The, uh, Just, I, did you give him the same homework no, as me? I, I think he queued up a different one, a more mm. recent one. But, but I had I listened to some of the Collins. Oh though, my god, they're horrible. But, that, I, that, I, but that's always that's what's always made. Even the Art Bell show back in the day when we were listening and Coast to Coast AM. They are famous for that, though. Well, sometimes you get someone interesting, or it's entertaining, or they they, they give, I don't know, some insight into the the show, I, whatever. But anyway, you get these people that I'm like, how did the screener let this person come through? Because they get on, they're like, and sometimes that's why. That's why. So, well, I know, but anyway, poor David Polites. So anyway, the, if you don't know who Polites is, he's been investigating these disappearances in the national park system for a number of years, and he believes that they are. They're all under unusual circumstances. He has a, a list of criteria that he follows, whether he puts these particular missing cases into his data set or or not. And he has found all these clusters around the United States and Canada where things just seem a little unusual. And the of course, the, the parks don't want anything to do with this. Oh, no. no. You, this is Smokey the Bear, Yosemite, all these beautiful places where you want families to go to. They don't want to think that, hey, my kid could be walking two feet behind me and I turn around and they're just plucked out of the air gone during the middle of the day and we find their body so like they'll find kids will go missing in the circumstance I just said turn around your kid's gone and then they'll find the kid 70 miles somewhere else two days later and then they'll be missing clothes or they'll find their clothes folded on a log somewhere else and then the body's 15 miles away there's all these strange things so whenever this guy comes on coast to coast it's disturbing, but he won't come to a conclusion. Right. The like George Knapp or Nori or anybody will say, well, what do you think is causing this? Is it right. a serial killer in the national parks? Is it, you know, what's going on? Is it aliens? Is it Bigfoot? Now, Pilates got his start researching Bigfoot. Right. That's where his whole website, that's, that's his thing. He won't even say, yes, Bigfoots are snatching people away. 
And so it's, I mean, I respect that about and him. That's one of the things I like the most about it. Yeah. Is that he won't draw a conclusion. He gives you the info and lets you draw your own. And he's tried to get more data with his um, Freedom of Information Acts out of the national parks. Right. And they pretty much said, well, uh, we're not giving it to you. Right. And if you want any of this, it's going it, to cost you $1.4 million. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yep. That's what That's they told them. $1.4 million. And just for Yosemite information alone, they wanted like some thirty-four thousand. Mm-hmm. And so this is under FOIA. Yeah, it's Freedom of Information. But they claim they have to put all this data together to do this to get him what he and, wants, and, and that's it will, what it will cost. Yeah, for them. Some, to prick, some prick has to put together a PDF and give it to him. Well, I don't. It cost a million dollars. There's the whole like. So, for example, there's an article about Polites in the Skeptical Inquirer this month. And the Skeptical Inquirer, I like reading it, but they have to shit on anything paranormal or conspiracy or whatever because that's their job. But they wrote an article where even the guy talking about Polites is like, well, it's kind of interesting. He, he He's putting some interesting facts out there. But, right. but you know, then he kind of said, well, he appears on all these paranormal talk shows and all this stuff all the time. Where so, else are you going to talk at? You know, where, where else well, are you like going to be? CNN and Fox News aren't going to care but about at, your project. At no given time has he said, this is absolutely paranormal related. And, and then those callers will come in and go, well, it's aliens. I know it's aliens. It's a vortex. It's Bigfoot. No, no, no. Why are you giving him a southern accent like um, that for? You're generalizing. What, shh, that's what happens. So, and this, seriously, that's what half of them sound like. So... Anyway, we're gonna get fucking sued by the she's South. Not oh lying. my god, we're not gonna get sued. We're gonna get sued You're by the weirdo. South. The South is gonna yeah, sue the us. South is the not South gonna will sue rise us. again. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get to a lawyer's. I'm gonna get a letterhead that says we, the South. You can tell. We're the, suing you. You can tell in the interviews when the callers call in that he's irritated. Like, oh god, another one. Like, oh, and he's just like, well, yeah, interesting theory. I don't know. Right. But right. It's I don't no know. different though. Okay, you know and. I did. I did homework today while I was mowing the yard. That was my homework. Amber <laughs> gave us all homework. Yeah, and I was listening to it while I was mowing. And, um, yeah, you. I, I could tell there were some pretty harebrained ideas being brought in there. However, yeah, we. You may poke fun at it a little bit, but that's like coast to coast. The only show, major show, you can come in where people can call in and talk about these things, right? Which I do find that really cool. Um, and the other thing, though, too, you're talking about where where David may sound a little irritated. Well, have have we all not gotten that way? We've talked about that before on this show, where um, you know, well, I got a picture of these orbs I want to show you. Yeah, uh, like that doesn't grind your fucking nerves a little true. bit, right? That's so, true. so there's no, it's no different. Or someone bugging you to come see your alien photo, and it's wood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, yeah. So it's not much different. So yeah, just to your point, Amber. Well, and he's got number of books out and you can only get them through his website i will admit his website needs major help like scott just brought it up on our screen here and it looks fine on a widescreen computer but if you bring it up on anything else this website is ancient it needs to be updated it even looks kind of jacked right there look at those I think it looks pretty look at good. that men that no that's, that's an wrong? old html site so I never wanted to order the books well, the guy's saving a million three to buy pieces of paper what do you want the guy to do so anyway I never wanted to buy the books from the website because it looked janky. David, I was like, I didn't trust Amber it. to work on your website. Well, I didn't trust it, so I, I I went elsewhere looking around on like eBay, Amazon to see if I could get he the books. He was saying that people yes. are buying them and then doubling he, the price. And he made the point them. of saying that do not buy no. from Amazon. No, because people are selling them for sixty, eighty dollars. But here's the thing: on eBay, people were legit bidding on his books upwards to eighty dollars, and I'll tell you why: because they don't trust his website. 
I didn't want to buy from it. I thought this doesn't look right. This looks shady. I don't know if this is, if they're even going to get my order. Like, so I know that's why other people are doing it. See, because I they don't buy the website from wherever. I don't really. Well, care. and eventually I broke down and was like, I'm not paying eighty dollars for a book on Amazon. Four new from ninety six. Wait, is this? That's that. There it is. So he's looking at it on Amazon. Yeah, we're looking at Amazon right now. Yeah. Um, the cheapest four forty. Yeah, the cheapest book for no, they're miss, used. Yeah, missing four one one. The Western U S. and Canada um, is seventy four dollars and forty eight cents. Yeah. So, but that wouldn't happen if you had a better website. Or you can just say, Amber, or I want to borrow your books when I leave here become tonight. Become a seller and, and borrow Amber's. Yeah. Well, or become a seller on Amazon and heaven forbid you give them a little cut, but right. I know, and he, and these are self-published, so he's taking the money, which is, he deserves. That's all his, which is nice. Um, but anyway, so in his book, Missing 411, North American Beyond, this is the interesting list of criteria he uses to kind of look at all these missing okay. cases. Uh, missing... Okay, people with disabilities, uh, the missing are left with their canine. They left with their canines, their dogs. The missing are found in or near creeks, rivers, or other bodies of water. There is geographical clustering of missing persons, which, of course, one of the clusters is Lake Michigan. Oh, yeah. I was like, great. And uh, so, anyway, bad weather is associated with the disappearance, which that one I kind of like, well, you know, you know if you're hiking on Mount Shasta and the wind blows and boom, whoa, you're, you know, taken off the mountain. Swamps and briar patches played a predominant role in many disappearances. The vast majority of disappearances occur in the late afternoon or early evening. When the missing is found, many cannot or will not remember what occurred while they were gone. So they have memory blips. Right. Creepy. That's where, of course, you're like, aliens, oh my God, portal. When the missing is located, the majority are semi-conscious or unconscious. When the missing is located, many are missing clothing or shoes or both. And uh, the missing is found in an area that are previously searched... And then they'll come back and they'll find them there again. Right. And this is the weird one. Berries are related somehow with the disappearance. I he, thought that was strange. He did, he did say on the one that you made me listen to, a lot of them when they when they are found are found face down. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah. Which is weird. Oh, I thought it was face up. No, I think it was down. He said there, face down. There was a, there was one of the stories. Uh, the one I, I was listening to was um, the Hunters. The one with all the hunters he was talking about that come up missing, that are out hunting, and I mean, to your point, Bonnie, um, they found one hunter like in the water, face up, mm. and he's like ninety percent of the time, people that have you know that work on these search parties, they find them face down, so they just find that kind of peculiar that this person was just floating in the water, face up, just kind of how the body works, I guess. I mean, it was a quick listen for me. I don't know all the science behind it. But that's that's an interesting point too. Anybody? <laughs> the fuck? Amber and I just shared the weirdest look at each other across the table. Did I miss something? No, no you didn't. It was just a, a moment between Amber and I. But it happened. Yeah. So it just kind of freaked me out. The reason why it would keep me up at night listening because I thought, oh my god, I don't want to go to a national park. Right. I don't want to go walking alone. I like don't... he goes and and hikes in the little nature center, even though that's surrounded by homes. I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna go missing. Like so, I could see where the national parks are like, oh, uh, uh, you squash this. Well, they want no part of it. But he has had um, people that worked for the parks or still do that have given him information on it. Which is how he got started. Yeah. 
And even this Skeptical Inquirer article says, like, yeah, you know, this guy actually has put together some interesting data, and, like, we can't ignore it. There's something going right. on. This guy's trying to say, well, of course it's not aliens, Bigfoot, or portals. But there was a creepy story Apparently about... Apparently there's been a serial killer in the national parks for, all like, this 200 time. years. Yeah, and he's going... Yeah, it's like... Because it, he has some you, going back to 1840. Yeah, but you hand it down in the family. You're like, well, it's time to pass on the serial killer. Here you go. Right. And then, well, that, you know, your family kills all the people in your That does your actually kills all the happen in, in families, but... Ugh. It does? Yeah, there are families that, you know, they're... Your uncle daddy is so twisted that you then become twisted and start raping and killing teenagers well that's what that's what you're exposed to that's what that's how you're raised but what else do you know right but there was a story where there was an instance that i thought was spooky where a kid had gone missing do him like you did him last time daddy what the hell was that (laughs) do him like you did him last time daddy oh my god so this kid i'm just doing some audio commentary of uh of a family like we were talking about Uh uh-huh so the kid goes, do him like oh my god time, daddy I'm done. I'm not going to go ahead. No, 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 no. So, tell the story. I'm tell I'm the done. story. I'm done. I'm done. The kid goes missing, and there was a couple people hiking in the area that were about five miles or something away. I don't remember all the details. And so when they heard that this boy had gone missing from the park, they went to the police and said, well, um, we feel stupid about this, but we have to tell you that we saw something that we couldn't explain. They looked up on this ledge and saw this giant sort of dark, could furry, I don't know, Big bean on two feet, and it looked like he was carrying a kid, mm. and then was gone. And I don't remember if that boy was found or not, or I I don't honestly remember. I should, but um, that's spooky. So when you you have someone that they like, they didn't even want to say anything because they were like, "What the hell was that?" Right. And then they hear that a little boy went missing from that area. So I mean, that's a case in where you were like, "Holy crap, was it a Bigfoot?" I don't it, I don't know. And then the other right. thing that had come up was about people living off the grid in the parks. Mm-hmm. And that's disturbing because those national parks are huge. Oh, yeah. yeah. Massive, some of them. Ginormous. And so you could easily live off the grid, and no one would knew, like know you were there. And right. so people are missing their clothes, their shoes. Think about, you could probably make some form of clothing in your little off-the-grid community at the bottom of some canyon somewhere. But shoes, shoes are going to be a little harder. Right. So, I don't know, people found with missing shoes. I don't know. There's dirty people stealing them that live in the canyon. So, they, the, so the, 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 the possible reason for this is they just can't get to a Walmart. Yeah. They can't go buy a pair of shoes. Yeah. Yeah, well, the Canyon credit card doesn't work at Walmart. <laughs> Known and respected the all over the world. The grid credit card. <laughs> that doesn't work well, at Walmart. Bank of the Canyon. <laughs> this, this phenomena, this phenomena, there's so many explanations for it, right? Uh, and I think that's what makes it so compelling is just that is... Uh, yeah, really. What? But just loading all this information just forces your mind to go in a hundred different directions. Like, is it aliens? Is it Bigfoot? Is there a serial killer? Is there a family of serial killers? But this is all over the, all you know, all over the, the North America. Yeah, I'm talking about here. I know. So, is there one guy just try? He's on a world tour, or at least a, a that would be a, cool. a nationwide tour. Uh, just just greasing people. Murder I mean. Well, this one article on the screen says how 1,600 people went missing from our public lands without... And that's where the title ends there. So 1,600 people missing people without cases. Without a trace. Well, yeah, gone. That's and this is, on, this is on a outside... Uh, it's, a, it's a magazine. Outside magazine. And they're talking about, you know, this case, David Polites. Because, yeah, I mean, if you're a hunter, hiker, 
avid goer of the parks. I mean, you yeah. should be aware of this kind of stuff, especially right. when Absolutely. a lot of the stories involve children and adults just walking behind you. So I guess you don't want to be last in line ever now. Well, um, and then just poof, gone, gone. Well, one of the points that, and I think it was mentioned already, but I kind of grappled onto this when I was studying earlier, um, was that a lot of people that have come up missing, the vast majority have all been ailed with something. They've had some type of ailment, like diabetes or something like that. Um, I found that interesting. I mean, because that leads me to believe, like, okay, maybe there is... The here's thinning the thing. of the herd. Well, here, yeah, no, no, no. Someone's here's out the there. Thing. There's an actual interest. I mean, it's it's a thought-provoking idea. Uh, and there was a Star Trek episode. There was a Next Generation where this idea was actually explored, where um, Doctor Crusher, who's like who was uh, Gates McFadden, that was the actress. Um, they brought another doctor on the ship, and you know these two are like you know they're kind of talking shop. And there's a scene where the lady just try some experimental cocktail she was working on on a patient and it killed the person right however or wait no i'm sorry it actually cured the person but it was an experimental cocktail it was never proved in a lab it was never tested and but it saved this person she's like oh my god i saved this person dr crusher said but you tried an untested potion let's say on this person you could have killed that person but no i just pushed us ahead like 50 years though by doing this right so what my thought on that was there may be this group or or maybe a person I don't know a group of I don't know cuz we both we all know that you know it's it's illegal to experiment on people especially with at least without their consent there's plenty of uh you know lab tested experiments that are done with people's consent but I think if someone says I'm going to uh inject you with something that could possibly make your skin bubble up and make your face explode I don't think too many people are going to sign up for that, no matter how much money it pays, right? So there may be, in my opinion, there may be this group of people who... Mad scientists? Literally, mad scientists. So you think mad scientists are plucking these people from the park? I think it's a very... It's an idea, okay, Well, one of the callers on um, one of the shows I was listening to actually mentioned Montauk. I know, I heard well, there, that, There's too. a tie-in. There's a big... T- there is a tie-in with Montauk, because the same... That whole area, the same thing was happening. Children mainly children were coming up missing in large quantities they were just disappearing off the streets at one time there and and the idea was just that that they were taking these kids and they were fucking experimenting on them right so i think this may be a, a similar idea where maybe they people are just getting plucked off the trail maybe these people have been maybe this isn't okay just some, but are they like super top secret fucking ninjas because how do they grab someone and disappear that quickly because invincibility cloak. Oh, okay. They have Harry Potter's invisibility cloak. Yeah. Okay. That works. I can't. I mean, I can't explain everything about it. But I'm talking about the big picture here, like the big idea. No, and, and that that's, can explain why some of them come back disoriented, unconscious. Right. Yeah. Um, and maybe a person with diabetes, for example. Maybe there is a person, and, and this is what really interests me. There may. The, the person responsible for this may be someone who's a damn good person, who's a, who's a doctor. Who kind of went has went rogue? He's trying to cure their wife, and they're trying. To, well, they, maybe they're just trying to find a cure in general. Maybe they don't have a personal stake in this. Maybe they're so passionate about curing diabetes for good, where you just take a pill and it's over with, right? That they're willing to go rogue like this and do some nasty shit. It goes back to the idea of the ends justify the means. You hear that a lot, right? Yeah. And that's one of those things. The ends justify the means, and that's if this was a real like this is. 
if, if this were true, let's say, um, that's what's going through that person's mind is, look, I know I just took somebody's child who has cancer, you know, but the ends justify the means. This small sacrifice this child and this family will make will push my research ahead 10 years possibly, right? That's the, the thread that I go down on with this is that maybe these people, yeah, and they, not all of them are killed. Not all of them are found dead. Some of them are found disoriented and whatnot. What doesn't, what doesn't add up, though, is that the other, another idea that David put forth that a lot of people, before they end up missing like this, the, at least the hunters experience disorientation, like you were saying, Amber, or they had signs of flu symptoms, right? Um, so that's something that isn't just somebody plucking people out of the woods. Right. That's something else going on here. Um, but that's, you know, that, that's what has me thinking is it's somebody, you know, literally, like you said, by it's mad scientists. Right. That, yeah, they have to hire goons to go out there and do their dirty work. And, yeah, I mean, that all makes perfect sense to me. Like, okay, if you have, you may have a very large sum of money to work with and you're doing research and you could hire people. To, you, you could hire professionals to go out there. Look, I need a couple of fresh bodies to do some work here. Give me some bodies. I don't give a shit where you get them from. Um, get them. And parks are secluded. Like Amber said, you know, she gets worried when I go hiking because it is a secluded area. Even if you, there are houses, you can't see a lot. There's trees everywhere. I'm more concerned about the deer that might attack them because they're way too friendly. That, that's, it's a nature preserve. That's they beat you with their hooves. More than likely to happen out by my house when you're walking because they run across Jefferson all the time. So Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of my take on it is that idea. I don't think it's really... I'm I'm willing to put money that this isn't aside from some of these other weird things, these other ideas that David's pulled together. To me, you know, if I had to put you know put money on it, I think it would be very much like a very real organization or person who is doing research of this sort, and they need corpses, they need bodies to do the work on. Um, morbid, yes. Dark, yes. I agree, but I that's what makes the most sense to me, though. I guess. What I don't get, like you had said, the um, people not feeling well ahead of time, because I had listened, I actually went beyond my homework and listened to another one, and he was talking a lot about hikers, skilled hikers, Mm -hmm. uh, and mountain climbers that wake up in the morning, they're about to summit this mountain, and they're like, oh, I don't feel good, I'm just going to stay here. You go summit the mountain, and then we'll meet back up here. And then when the person gets back, they're just gone. And these are like wide open mountainous spaces with no trees, no nowhere to hide. Yeah. And these people are just gone. And you're also talking about skilled hikers who are in top physical shape, right? Or the little boys, like I read in that story earlier that to you, Bonnie, about that boy being found in a boulder field, right? And they're like, how would this? He was like three or five or something. How would he even begin to scale these boulders? Bonnie and I tried to scale boulders in Gettysburg, <laughs> and grown women could not do it. So this little boy's body being found in this boulder field, like, what, huh? I mean, are giant thunderbirds coming right, by and plucking right. them up and then, you know, pecking their eyes out and dropping them in boulder or fields? There were, um, there was another one that I had listened to where I believe it was a little girl. She was found, like, in this swampy area. And the first thing they noticed was that her shoes were perfectly clean and yeah. dry. 
Yeah. Oh, really? That was in Michigan. Perfectly clean and dry. But yeah. she's in the middle of this, I think it was it, in Yeah, Michigan. and it was on like an island sort of in the middle of this swamp land. And again, it was somewhere that they had searched mm-hmm. like 15 times mm-hmm. already. And then they went out and there she was. But her shoes were perfectly clean and dry. So how did she get there? Yeah. Well, that's that takes my my theory and just throws it out the door. <laughs> it, it does. But that's the thing, idea. like, that's, that's what makes it compelling is there's well, yeah. so many different ways the, you can look at this. The more you get into it, the more theories are going to pop out because it very well could be half of the disappearances that they're discussing. Like, the, it, it could very well be the people with ailments, diabetes, and all of that, that they are being taken by mad scientists. And the other disappearances are completely unrelated. Well, People disappear. You don't know. People disappear all the time. People don't just disappear in the woods. You know what I mean? Oh, no. I just finished, as I've said, and I'm trying to find something else to watch now. Forensic Files. Every fucking episode I watched. <laughs> and I'm so jealous. You should be. It's a lot of work. I know. Uh, but, I mean, I, and I was thinking about that today as I was, like, just, get, you know, thinking about this, what we're going to do today with the show. And... um. People disappear in all different shapes and sizes. Um, this isn't just the woods. So to me, this problem, you know, at least with forensic files, though, they, you know, they, th- those shows are all the same. They all have to have an ending, so they always find right. know, find out what. If they don't find a body, they do find out. They know uh, who did it. They know who did it, and they, they do have some physical evidence, right? But there's, you know, for those few that they were able to make a show out of, there's probably a hundred or a thousand cases uh, that, that they still don't. They're cold cases. They don't know. They don't have a body. They don't have anything. They don't have. They may not even have any material evidence on the case, where a child or even an adult person just disappears. Oh yeah. Their car is on the side of the road with the keys and the ignition still, and they're just gone. Their purse. The woman's purse is there. Her cell phone's there. They're just gone. Right. Um, so that's not much different. At least in my you know my standpoint from what's going on here with these cases uh, in the parks like that that David's talking about. Uh, I don't think it's just an I think I don't think it's just isolated to n- national parks. I'm sure David I'm sure David has a reason that he's focusing on national parks. Uh, but I think Na- uh, national parks have the biggest clusters, but there are clusters all over large bodies of water yeah too. like yeah like some of the now they're all like like some of the ones in michigan weren't necessarily in a national park like right. it's not doesn't have it was, to be a park it, it just circled around a large body of water 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 i like water. that you were like water. going over to new england water. water that was unintentional <laughs> but he also crowdfunded a movie that came out this year uh the missing 411 movie yeah. documentary that his son his son is in the film and so they they made this movie themselves it, it's it's very well done! Wow! And yeah. You know what? They, I'm looking at the Kickstarter page for this yeah. thing. They needed a hundred thousand dollars for it, and mm-hmm. they received a hundred and fifty-seven thousand eight hundred and twelve. Yeah, that's how many people are really interested in this stuff and believe in it. And you know, the, I watched the movie. I got my copy when it came out. I think I even contributed to the Kickstarter. I think that's what I did. I contributed to get the movie or something. I don't remember. And so, anyway, it the movie's weird. I wouldn't mind hearing other people's opinion that are familiar with Pilates' work loan because it to me. I'll loan it to you. It focuses on one particular family, mm-hmm. and this kind of their kid went missing, 
at a campsite where the whole family was at. Grandpa turned around. I mean, the the grandpa he was gonna the kid was gonna walk back to grandpa sitting at the campsite, and it was like not even a quarter of a mile. I mean, it was just you could turn around and see the campsite still. Mm. And then the parents come back. They're like, "Well, where's the kid?" And grandpa's like, oh, "He didn't come back here. Gone." And so they immediately think, "Well, the parents killed him. They did something. They staged this." Because then there's some other weird dude at the campsite. Well, you always got to look at you got to look at all first. angles. You, you do. Have to. And uh, there's a lot of fucking weirdos out there, unfortunately. So I, don't, I don't know if David, if they kind of missed their point. I mean, they talk about all the other cases, but I think by focusing just on this one story, there was a lot more they could have done with the movie. Mm. Looked at different... I don't know. I don't know. People would have to watch it, and I'll, I'll loan it to you, Bonnie. Okay. Then I'll get your opinion. Well, but it's, mean, it's well done. It's well put together. Yeah. There's this idea, though, too... Where, you know, in trying to explain this, trying to understand this, like Bonnie, I think you just said that. It's what maybe prawned this idea. There's just crazy fucking people out oh, there yeah. that just like to kill people, you know, and, and leave. They're good them. at it. And they're good at it. They're really good at it. Yeah. And they have, I mean, we've, we've all been exposed to serial killers and this idea and all the stories and books and the fascination people have with serial killers in this country is incredible to me. Uh, Hello, forensic files. Well, yeah, that's that's not serial killers. Usually. No, but well, it's killers in general. Like, no, I, I, I watch true shit crime, like that to get crime, ideas. True crime blows my mind. It really does. I mean, it's something I find fascinating. I, uh, I've read a shit ton of true crime books just because I... I want to know how their brain works. Well, that well, yeah, and I think I think the people that legitimately have like a curiosity for someone, and I mean, you know, medical science, psychiatry, yeah, I mean, we hear about this all the time. Where in, in, in Christ, the Silence of the Lambs is a perfect example of that being illustrated. You know, a Red Dragon or Manhunter, those those films, they're a perfect example of. Okay, well, we have this maniac locked up. He's agreeing to play ball with us. Let's try to understand the mind of what we're trying to catch here by talking to another serial killer and right. and getting the ideas from them. That happens all the time now. So I think people are fascinated with the mind of someone who is willing to right. ruthlessly just, you know, mutilate people. Basically. Because at my angriest of times, granted, I did come up with some awesome plans of torture and mutilation for my ex-husband, but it never <laughs> came to that. Because no, you're normal. In in my worst of times, like, I had these horrific fucking ideas for genital mutilation. Yeah. I, I told them. Everyone knows them. Yeah. I was sincerely going to mutilate his genitals. But I could never do it. So I... I I'm fascinated by that stuff just because I want to know... Yeah. What in your brain makes that fucking switch to where you just go full-on fucking psycho and don't care? Well, that's one of the first things you're asked, though. When I when I was getting therapy, that was one of the first questions my doctor asked me was, "Do you have thoughts of harming other people and or harming yourself?" Oh yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, of course I do. Every fucking day, you know. That's just the impulse I think people have. Whether you act on it, that's a whole right, different story. Right. That's right. completely different. Uh, you know, I think everybody has these these 
some people, I, and I know Amber, she has to hear it when we're driving all the time. Like somebody will cut me off or somebody comes whizzing by on their crotch. I've I'm like, heard I hope that motherfucker runs that thing into a pole and rips his body in half. And I, and I get to see it. And I get to sit there and laugh at him. as he, and, and The last thing he sees is me pointing and laughing at him. But I mean, then if that actually did happen, you would feel like absolute fucking shit. Not really. Yeah, you would. <laughs> no, if you were standing there looking at someone's fucking mutilated body. No, I will. I'd be there's, there's got to be a portion of you that's like, yeah. fuck, did I just cause that to happen? Well. Because I put the thought out into the universe. Did I make that happen? If you think about it in those terms, that's an, yeah, I mean, yeah, I tend not to lean on that. I think it's a, I think the, it's a, it's a human thing. It's a natural thing to Everyone Expo, gets you know, angry yeah, and everyone that. says shit that yeah. they don't really mean. I, I think it's very natural for that to happen. I do I mean that? Do I really want to see that person get you know run into a pole and get their body ripped in half? No, I don't wish that on anybody. Um, yeah, it, it, it's just it's it's part of the human experience. I think it's part. It's anger. It's frustration, especially when you live here where, like we said earlier, everybody has a car. Right? And I think that's what's wrong with most of these people. We fucking let it out by venting. I don't think they let it out until they're sawing someone in half. <laughs> that's when <laughs> they let it out. Snacks. That's a really. Right. That's a real colorful way to... well i'm just saying okay my mind oh, goes fe- to dark places all right <laughs> oh i feel better now <laughs> i just see some fucking <laughs> you know what i'm saying though they they yeah. keep shit bottled up until they fucking blow and then this poor joe schmo is just being sawed in half like he's in a magic show but he's really not well the thing with that too is like you know if you've read this stuff and it's obvious you have bonnie and i have too Serial killers, there's no formula for it. They no. come in all different shapes and sizes. You have reclusive, antisocial type serial killer people where, yeah, that's very logical. Like, this person doesn't have anybody to talk to. This person was raised in complete hatred, right? He was raised in a horrible environment. He never had anybody to talk to. He never learned how to express himself or herself. Uh, so, yeah. But then you you do have these other traits where, you know, oh yeah, this person's a banker and he, you know, he's got, he drives a Maserati and he hangs out, he like hangs out at the clubs on the weekends and then you find this guy is like greased like 30 people and right. drawn him up in a friggin' uh, wood chipper in his right. backyard for sport to fertilize his garden. It's like, what the fuck? And I thought my mind went to dark places. Well, I'm just saying, this is shit that you see when you read this stuff and people do crazy stuff like this and they come in all different shapes and sizes. So going back to this, this idea, this could just be simply that too. You know, crazy people that we're told to stay away from that are just out on the prowl looking for people to take and do what they do with them. And it's it's a horrible thought. It, it, it really breaks my heart. But that's a reality of this thing, too. It isn't mad scientists who may have noble ideas for their work. It may not be aliens. It may not be Bigfoot. It may not be ghosts, because I've heard that, too. <laughs> Ghosts take you away to the ether somehow, which I don't. I, I think that's 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 borderline ridiculous at this point in my career in this field. <laughs> so it, it may just be a group like the following. You, any of you watch that show? No. No. Following? No. Okay. It's basically this serial killer had a cult-like following, and all these people went out and killed for him. And. Yeah, all over the place. So it could just be like a yeah, local so off the grid people, a local group of off the grid folk that are batshit fucking crazy. 
Yeah. And like killing people. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Amber, thoughts? I have no idea what it, I want to think it's just aliens. I'm Why? one of those. Why? <laughs> Beaming people up. The girl that experimenting. is terrified of it. Why? The wants to think it's aliens. But why? And, and Bigfoot's interesting, too. Why? I don't know why. It's all interesting just to play with. Because yeah. at, to be brutally honest, if he has these cases going back to 1840 and it's now 2017, we're never going to know what's causing it. No. Ever. It's always just going to be a group of people sitting around speculating about what it is. And that's sad that that many people are disappearing and there's no reasoning as to why or who or... It's sad, but we're never going to know. No, I I don't think so either. Um, But I do think it needs to be investigated still. Well, and Pilates used to be a police officer. Yeah, he did. So he's aware of, like, all the different things that go into a missing person's case. Yeah. I think it's something that still needs to be worked on, like I said. I mean, maybe someday we can find out why. Um, but I, you know, going back to the whole murderer type thing, though, I mean, what's making these things happen is an idea, you know? And you can't kill an idea. How do you stop an idea? How do you stop someone from having a certain chemical process happen in their brain that gives them these ideas and then they act on these ideas. How do you stop that from happening, right? So, I mean, it, assuming, let's just say for a second, that that is why we found out the reason it's crazy people going out in the woods and killing people, right? How do you stop people from doing that? It's a problem I don't think you can really solve. But then if that is the case, and it's crazy people killing people, then why do they choose not to kill some of them? Say that again? If it is just crazy people snatching people to kill them, then why don't they yeah, why kill? are some of them returned found on Why like, don't they kill all of them? Well, yeah, we're kind of going off the deep end here with the with, yeah, we're going down the rabbit hole. Yeah, where where we're saying well, We're deep in the rabbit hole at this point. Well, where we're saying that everybody died. No, they they don't all die. I know. I think some people, but that comes down it's the same another idea though. I think some people just enjoy fucking with people. <laughs> yeah. They enjoy toying with people, man. Um, you know, I mean, messing with someone's mind. Terrifying people. Some people get off on that, I think, just as hard as murdering a person. Um, people are fucked up in so many ways. I mean, look at, a, I mean, Christ. I mean, the internet, unfortunately, has opened our eyes to all of this horrendous shit now that we're exposed to every day. I mean, honestly, Amber. If it wasn't for the if it wasn't for the internet, would you know about half of the fetishes you know people have now? Like these, I don't I, look that up. I'm not saying I didn't ask you if you looked it up. I'm saying what you've been exposed to because you can't get away from it. You're going to be exposed to it sooner or later. So, answer the question. I guess you're exposed to a ton of stuff because the internet, obviously. But my my point is that I mean the idea is that. It's amazing what excites people, I guess, is the idea. What what motivates people to do... <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to say this as eloquent as possible. What motivates people to do crazy shit, I, all right, right? Um, and I think some people are, you know... I think we all try to assume the best in some people. Um 
But I think there are some people in this life, you know, that are alive right now that are beyond redemption. Uh, they are truly evil people, and they want nothing more to do than just make other people hurt and, and suffer. And maybe it's because, yeah, they are hurting and suffering as a person. We've heard all that shit, right? Well, you're just hurting yourself. That's why you want to hurt other people. Yeah, it's very true, probably. Um, so I, the thing with that is that I, it goes back to the point is just I think some people, and that's why people, not all these people have been found dead, right? No. Is I think people, some people just enjoy watching someone squirm. But none of these people come back with stories about, like, they, none of them say, like, this man kidnapped me or did this. Like, they don't have a story. They don't have a memory. They're, well, there's maybe no memory. So, I mean, that's, I mean, unless this guy has come up with a brilliant idea to wipe out memory or drug him. I'm or, saying drug him. I, I, I don't know. I mean, we're talking in so many. Two bottles of white wine. Two, but yeah. <laughs> and now we know how to kidnap Amber. Yeah. If, if, yeah, pro tip for Amber: If you want to kidnap Amber in the woods, just give her a couple bottles cheap of cheap white wine. Cheap. What I thought it was uh, Pinot Grigio. Pinot Grigio. Just just dope her with two bottles of Pinot Grigio, um, and she won't remember a thing. Nope. It'll be great. So don't encourage people. <laughs> hey Amber. Hey little girl. Yeah, we'll get a delivery of <laughs> a case two of Pinot bottles, Grigio on the driveway, a GPS coordinate, <laughs> and an invite. But I yeah I. We're just we're and we're just scratching the surface on this thing. I think as far and I mean I think the ideas that at least that I'm presenting myself are more rooted. You know they're more earthbound rooted type of ideas. I'm not getting into the aliens. I'm not getting into the Bigfoots. I'm not getting into the ghost type stuff. Um, I've even stayed away from the governmental shit. I don't think ghosts have anything to do with this kind of thing. Well, I've heard I've heard things about that, but I mean I'm even as I said I'm staying away from even the you know the whole governmental conspiracy thing right where the government's experiencing experimenting on people and we have to you know get bodies i'm not even gonna dive and it all could just be a coincidence i mean even though it's that's one of the things he points out is this really a coincidence how can it be you know maybe it is i don't know but it's compelling stuff so if you've never heard of it check out david palates his website is what's the website it was like can am something i'll find it i got it right here google google we, we'll link it too. Can yeah, canammissing.com. C A N A M M I S S I N G dot com. Uh, and that's uh, David Pilates, uh website. Uh, and his his sorry, website sorry, I just it is had a family safe. Guy moment there. It ah. is safe to purchase his books from his website. That's really Giggity. ancient. Because I ordered them and they God, came. God, you have serious issues with this guy's I, website. I yeah, would you leave? Would you yeah, get I'm off sorry. his website's ass for he God's just... sake? His website didn't do anything to <gasps> you. Leave his website alone. Update it. Interesting stuff for you guys to think about. Uh, yeah, it, I'm glad we got into this today. If nothing else, like listen to some of his interviews. Yeah, and you know what? Even if you They're don't have a, even if you don't have a subscription to Coast to Coast or anything like that, just go on YouTube. Yeah, type, type in, David in his Pol- name. Yeah, type in his name. There's a gazillion. Yeah, people have already just taken the interviews from Coast to Coast, and then there's a bunch of other shows that have had him on. And yeah, um, and he's really I like the way he speaks. He's kind of a compelling guy to listen to, and you do believe him. Mm. And even if you read all these other articles, like the one out of Skeptical Inquirer and other stuff, they all they all say David Pilates is no loon. This guy is not crazy. Oh, no, he's right. very logical. He's dude. not crazy, but you know, whatever. You got to draw your own conclusions. Although the uh, the mustache, the fifties. No, no, I was going to say he's got a po- he's, no, no, no. Go. That's not a porn stash. It's a power stash. No, that's, that's a that's, that's a what's that's that guy that go. did the Playboy? Um, 
Playgirl. What's that guy? He's really hairy. He was people thought he was Burt Reynolds. He does look like Burt Reynolds. Yeah, a he looks bit. like Burt Reynolds' little brother. Tom Selleck. That, that, Tom Selleck. That's who I was thinking that of. That stash maybe. Magnum PI. That stash has to go. It's got to yeah, go. I dig the power either stash. One, either Leave one. The guy's he power stash like alone. It's get off his mustache. Would you get off? Would you get off David's mustache? His ass now. Get off his stash. Leave his mustache alone. I like his mustache. Wow, is, are you secretly dating him? Because you're awfully defensive. You got a crush, you got a crush on David fucking with, his, with, fucking with his website. You're fucking with his mustache now. Would you give the guy a break? He's doing good work. David and Scott sitting in a tree. All right, we're fucking done. M I S S I N G. Oh, I 